If you would turn in the scriptures, please, to Hebrews 7th chapter. If you haven't been with us on uh, Friday nights, let me encourage you to go online and download the messages, get you a CD or DV, whatever the case is. The Lord's been giving us some really significant things that's key and important for us for what he's doing and what's coming next. And you do not want to miss out on this. You want to be a part of this. We're talking about faith for miracles. And we're not just playing around either. (laughs) Our faith for miracles is coming up. It's already come up a notch. It's going to come up ten more notches. Uh, Last week we began on a, uh, a subject we're calling tithing today. And I'm not, I didn't start into this casually. Uh, I've had this on my heart for months and months and months. The Lord's been dealing with me about some things. And uh, it's, this is not by chance. Uh, here in the beginning of the year, I believe I have a directive of the Lord that you and I need to examine ourselves in this area. And we need to make any adjustments that need to be made because God wants to bless us. And if you don't get this right, this could hinder him from doing so. And so there's a lot of uh, wrong thinking about this subject and a lot of misconceptions and and a lot of ignorance. And uh, we don't want to be any of those, ignorant or confused or or any of those things. Let's agree right now. Let's release our faith. Father, in Jesus' name, we agree together, asking you, touching this thing together, asking you for utterance and the anointing, asking you, Lord, to speak to us. Open our eyes, ears, heart, and mind. Help us to see and know what is true and what is right, what is good, what is of you, what you've said, what you want, what's your will, what's your plan. We ask you for it in Jesus' name. We ask you to show us uh, what we've not understood, anything we need to be corrected about, anything we need to change. And we purpose not to be hearers only, nor forgetful hearers, but by your grace we will be doers. And we know when we do, We'll be blessed because you are ever faithful to watch over your word and perform it in our lives when we do. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Everybody said out loud, I'm a doer. I'm a doer. I'm a doer of the word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. we got some great things ahead of us, saints. We've got some great great times and things in front of us. Hallelujah. Let's go with God. Let's go with His plan. Let's go with what He says and let's go all the way, all the way, all the way, all the way. way. Hebrews 7 and 8. Hebrews 7 and 8 says, Hear men that die receive tithes, but there He receives them of whom it is witnessed that he lives. Hallelujah. He lives. You know, we used to sing the song, he lives. He lives. Christ Jesus lives today. Does he live? Well, what we saw last week is that he, Jesus, is our high priest. And seven times in the book of Hebrews right here, just in a couple of chapters. Seven times we're told Jesus is a great high priest 
after the order of Melchizedek. Not too much told us about Melchizedek. But what we do see is that Melchizedek met Abraham when he returned from victory over the enemy kings where he got back Lot, his kinfolks, and all their stuff, and the city, and all their stuff. And Melchizedek, who was king of right, righteousness, and king of Salem, peace, and also priest of the Most High God, met Abraham. And he blessed him. And they were acknowledging the blessing of the Lord. Now, keep it in context. What are they talking about? Well, there's no way Abraham and his handful of trained servants and, and friends should have been able to defeat these armies. No way that should have happened. And not only did they win, but they got all their kinfolks back. They got all their stuff back. Everything. And so they are blessing God. And they're acknowledging that they are blessed. And when the, the high priest Melchizedek talked about the blessing of the Lord being on him, the Bible said Abraham responded and gave him tithes of all. Now that was a substantial amount of money and stuff because this is the money and the things of all the wealth of the city that they had recaptured. So this is a sizable amount of money. Tithe, T-I-T-H-E, means a tenth, T-E-N-T-H, tenth, or we'd say today, 10%. It's like one fellow said, guy was preaching about tithes, and he came up after me, he said, what, what ties? What are you talking about? Neck ties? Railroad ties? What are you talking about? <laughs> no, not ties. Tithes. Tithe means the tenth part, or we'd say probably 10%. So Abraham gave Melchizedek 10% of everything, of all. And Melchizedek blessed Abraham. Hallelujah. Now, some, actually not just a few, a lot of people, church-going people, will tell you that tithing is just in the Old Testament and that tithing was part of the law and under the law and that it's not for us nowadays and it's passed away. But you got to watch about that. That's the same thing that a lot of people are saying about healing. Not for us, but healing and miracles. Not for us nowadays. That's passed away. That's the same thing a whole lot of people are saying about speaking in tongues. Isn't it? Same thing. Oh, that's not for us. It's all passed away. You have to watch about it's passed away. God doesn't change. I said he doesn't change. And not only that, there needs to be some mind renewal. It's become popular among some circles to speak disparagingly about the law. And you can hear it in the tone of people's voices. Oh, that's just the law. And they use a despising tone in their voice. Put up on the screen, if you would, for us, Romans. Romans 7, 12. Is Romans in the New Testament? It says, wherefore, the law is what? Holy. Holy. And the commandment is what? Holy. Holy and just and good. Say it out loud. The law is holy. 
the law is right. The law is, right. The law is good. But uh, when people say, well, that's, that's just under the law, Abraham was long before the law, wasn't he? And we went into this in a lot of detail last time, so if you weren't with us, please go download it or, or get the, uh, the disc and, and catch up because we can't cover it all again today. But we talked about and we saw how that long before there was the mount where the fire came down long before God gave them the tablets in stone with the Ten Commandments, and then he gave all the statutes and the ordinances that went with them, the law. Long, long time before that happened, Abraham gave tithes of all to Melchizedek. So where did he learn how to tithe? There was no Bible. There are no Ten Commandments. There is no law. There is no Moses. So why is he tithing? Where did he get this? He learned it the same place he learned how to have faith in God. Abraham walked by faith, didn't he? Is Abraham held up as an example of faith to you and me in the New Testament, in the book of Romans, in the book of Galatians? Isn't he called our father? In the faith, aren't we called his children, the seed of Abraham? Well, he learned how to, he, he was made right because of his faith, pointing to the day when that would be available to all uh, by faith and uh, grace in Jesus. Well, he also tithed long before any law. So if his walking by faith is right for us today, Why wouldn't his tithing be right for us? Why would that be different? Now, there's a whole lot of folks that just, you know, hadn't studied the word on this and just don't know some things and have heard some of the things that's contrary to scripture and just don't know. When they're enlightened, they'll make changes. But there's some other folks. It doesn't make any difference what you would show them in the scripture. They're not going to tithe. Because it's not about truth with them. It's about money. And it doesn't make any difference what the scripture says or how clearly they might see it. They're not going to tithe. Because to them, it's their money coming out of their pocket going away. And it's sad because it's not about getting money from you. It's about getting blessing to you. And we've already said When I'm talking about tithing, I'm not talking about, I'm not building up for you to make some kind of commitment to tithe to this church. I'm not not going to do that. We're not talking about that. We're talking about you and me tithing to God. To God. We're going to talk about where the tithe goes. Do you want to hear about that? We won't have time to get into it today, but as the Lord would help us, we're going to talk about that. And you're going to find out that that's where being led by the Spirit is going to come in some areas. And everybody is supposed to know God for themselves. And not just follow legals and ritual and, and rules. But we've got to get this settled first. What's tithing about? With Abraham, it was not, he wasn't trying to be justified in the eyes of God by his tithing. 
He wasn't trying to keep a law or a rule. There was no law. There was no rule. So why did he tithe? He got it from God by revelation. Just like he got living by faith by revelation. And it pointed to the future. The day you and I live in. And the reason he tithed was to honor God. He's honoring God saying, I wouldn't be alive right now. No way would we have won these battles. No way would we all be safe and come back here. No way would we have not only saved everybody, got everybody's life back, but we got all the stuff. We got all the money. We got all the things. And he's acknowledging God kept us. God protected us. God provided for us. And the reason we got all this increase is because God. And so here, Lord, is the tenth portion. And he honored God. Then He can't send it to God in heaven. God doesn't need it in heaven. So he gave it to God's high priest. And then the high priest now is authorized and anointed of God to turn around and do what? Bless Abraham. What's tithing about? Honor and blessing. Now in this new covenant, has honor been done away with? Has blessing been done away with? Are you still interested in honoring God? Well, should we honor God with more than our words? Should we honor Him with our deeds? With our actions? With our stuff? Should we still acknowledge that we wouldn't have anything if it wasn't for God? Should we? And when a deal goes through and we're able to work a week and we get paid and and the deal goes good and we make increase, should we acknowledge if God hadn't helped us, no way we would have got it done? Well, the correct response is to tithe. And when you tithe and honor God, then he turns around and blesses you. (laughs) Somebody say honor Honor. and blessing. I honor him. him. He blesses me. me. (laughs) That's how it's always worked. It worked that way before the law, and it works that way after the law. I wouldn't be surprised if it still works that way a million years from now. Hallelujah. Now go with me, please, over to the book of Matthew. And we will look at the um, 22nd chapter, Matthew 22. The Lord said it's him. That gives us power to get wealth. Should we acknowledge that? We should acknowledge that. And he said those that honor me. I will honor. Now in uh, Matthew 22. We'll begin about verse 15. Matthew 22:15. It said then went the Pharisees. And took counsel how they might entangle Jesus in his talk. We're going to read a few verses here. And they sent out to him their disciples with the Herodians saying, Master, we know that you're true and teaches the way of God in truth. Neither carest thou for any man. You regard not the person of men. You don't play any favors. Trying to set him up. Tell us, therefore, what do you think? Is it lawful to give tribute to Caesar or not? And he said, he perceived their wickedness, and he said, why tempt ye me, you hypocrites? 
They're not genuinely trying to get an answer to this question. They want him to say something that they can get him in trouble with the government by talking about not paying taxes. And he said, show me the tribute money. And they brought to him a penny. Now that wouldn't be like our penny. That'd be more like a day's wages. And he said, whose is this image and superscription? Whose picture is this? And what writing is this? Now, if I asked you to pull out some money right now, anybody got any money on them? That you can pull out real easy? Pull me out some money, Dave. Oh, that's great. I need to do this more often. <laughs> Look at that. Just handed me money. There's a picture on that $20 bill. Who is that? Andrew Jackson. And it says, Federal Reserve Note. And over here it says, United States of America. So we got pictures and writing on our money too. Don't we? He said, whose picture is that? And whose superscription? Keep reading. They said, Caesar's. He said, well, then render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's. And unto God, the things that are God's. If it's got his picture and name on it, must be his. <laughs> Did I lose somebody? Give it to him. Listen to the uh, Living Bible. Verse 21 says, give it to Caesar if it is his. And give God everything that belongs to God. The Message Bible says, then give Caesar what is his and give God what is his. So according to Jesus, there were these things that were Caesar's and should be given to Caesar's, but there are also things that are God's that should be given to God. Now what is God's? A lot of times you say that and people will say everything. And that's wrong. I said, that's not right. Apparently, Jesus didn't think that was right. Because if all of it was God's, then you don't give any to Caesar. He said some of it was Caesar's. So we have to watch about religious thinking. It sounds good, seems good, but that don't make it true. And you hear a lot of times people say the same thing personally. Well, everything I have is the Lord's. That's not true. And I tell you, you don't believe it. Because you're spending it on you. If it's all his, why you spend it on you? And if it is all his, then you could never give him anything. You could never give him an offering. Offerings couldn't exist. Because anything you gave him would just be you returning what is his. We need mind renewal in these areas. Can you see this, saints? Jesus revealed these things that he was talking about, that they were this tribute, this tax, that Caesar's government, the Roman government, said that the people owed them. He didn't say it's not fair. He didn't say it's a waste of money. He didn't say fight it. He didn't say, what did he say? Give to them what is theirs. And give to God what is His. Now, does the IRS 
think that part of your money is theirs? <laughs> are they confused about, are they undecided maybe I should say, <laughs> about if any of your money is theirs or not? Hmm? No. And they don't stop at 10%. But if they say, that's our money, X percent of what you earned is ours. According to the Bible, what should you say? You should say, okay, here it is. You must say, that ain't right. I don't like that. It is right. Is your picture on that money? Is your name on that money? Well, then in one sense, it ain't just your money. You didn't print it. You're not the Federal Reserve. And if there was no country and was no government, there's no nation, there's no currency, so it's theirs. And if they say you owe it to them, then you do. Give them their money with their name on it. And some folks say, yeah, but it just, it makes me so mad. It makes me so sick. They just waste so much money. They just blow it. They just blow it by the hundreds of millions and billions for nothing. I know, I know, I know. But this is the way I look at it. There's always going to be people that just could not care anymore. And they just cuss and fuss about it. And I'm going to say that theirs is the money that's being blown. <laughs> and my money, my taxes are going to good stuff. It's going to keep a good strong military to keep us safe. It's going to good infrastructure. It's going to keep us free and to keep us strong. Come on, are you with me? That's where my money's going. All that money they're blowing, that's the folks that fuss and cuss. Have no faith about it. So I can pay mine. You can pay yours in faith. But. It's wrong thinking for you to say. No that's all my money. Well no. There wouldn't be a government. There wouldn't be a nation. A place for you to live. You, there wouldn't be freedom and protection. There wouldn't be all the federal stuff that is provided. No federal reserve. No money. You didn't create all this by yourself. Jesus said, render unto Caesar what's his. But he didn't stop there. I said he didn't stop there. What did he go on to say? If it's God's, if it's Caesar's, give what's Caesar's to Caesar. If it's the IRS's, give what's theirs to them. If it's God's, give what is his to him. What is God's? Does God have any money? I said, does God have any money? Is any of it his? Now, a lot of times people want to jump in and go, it's all his. I just got through telling you that's wrong. And I know you don't believe it because you don't act like it. You do not believe that all the money in your possession is God's because you spend it like it's yours. And the problem is that many, many people act like God has none, that none of it's his. They'll pay Uncle Sam his, because they have to. But as far as they're concerned, none of it's God's. And that's just not true. I said, that's not true. 
Has the Bible said that a portion is God's? It has. From before the law, during the law, and after the law. Look in Matthew 23, just one chapter over. Actually, this wasn't written in chapter and verse, so this is the same flow. Matthew 23, 23. Jesus said, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you pay tithe of mint, anise, and cumin, and have omitted the weightier matters of the law, judgment, mercy, and faith. These ought ye to have done, and not to leave the other undone. Today's English version says, These you should practice without neglecting the others. You should practice what? He didn't say that's silly. You don't need to tithe off of every little thing. He didn't say that silly. He said you should do it. The Living Bible says, Yes, you should tithe, but you shouldn't leave the more important things undone either. Did Jesus say you should tithe? Did he? You hear people say, well, there's nothing about tithing in the New Testament. Is Matthew in the New Testament? Is Hebrews in the New Testament? Is Luke in the New Testament? And like we studied last week, are you going to give two chapters in the New Testament to something that doesn't even apply to us anymore? Why would you do that? And yet that's what Hebrews is talking about. That whole passage. No, tithing was not just about keeping a rule. Tithing is about honoring God and being blessed. Now go to Malachi 3, please. Malachi 3. Let's study some wonderful things about it. Now the only reason you wouldn't like this is because you're never planning on tithing. (laughs) That's the only reason (laughs) you wouldn't like this. And I'm not going to preach on this forever. This is only the second time in how many, many months and Last time I really taught on this was eight years ago. And uh, check your heart and see. See if you think I'm trying to connive and manipulate somebody into giving. If this is some kind of a clever thing to try to get more money into the church. Or if it's about truth. If it's about God's plan and way. And judge and see if you think, if I care about you or not. My biggest interest here is that you be blessed. I care about, I was thinking when I walked in here just a few minutes ago, before they're singing, you know, I just looked out over you. You know what I was thinking about? I love you. That's what I was thinking about. I was thinking, I love these guys. I love, that's what I was thinking. I love these guys. I I got no interest in seeing the coffers of the church full and see you hurting. I got no interest in that. I want to see you prospering, flourishing, everything paid off in the best shape of your life. I want to see all your needs met. I want to see your kids and grandkids flourishing and well taken care of. That's what this is about. And friend, tithing opens the door. Not my idea. Let's read about it right here. Malachi 3 and 6. Malachi 3, 6. Notice how this starts. This passage starts. I am the Lord. 
And I switch things up just regularly. <laughs> I'm doing it. And then people say, are we still doing it? No, nah, we're doing something different now. <laughs> to listen to some people talk, you'd think that way. But he does not change. Did anybody hear what we were talking about a few minutes ago about the law? The law, there never was a problem with the law. The law is good. Holy, right. Everything God ever said is good and right and perfect and holy. He doesn't change. He doesn't need to. We needed another way to be right with him because we didn't, couldn't keep the law. That's not a reflection on the law. It's a reflection on us. We came short, not the law. And thank God Jesus came and kept the law for us and paid the price for us and did it in our stead and in our place. And now all we got to do to be right with God is have faith in Jesus. And that's one area. But that's not all there is in the Bible. There's a lot of other things to talk about. And these are among them. Even though we're justified by grace and by faith, we still have things we need to do. And we need to do it the way God wants us to do it. His ways of doing things. He said, I don't change. I'm the Lord, I don't change. Verse 7. Even from the days of your fathers, you're going away from my ordinances. He said, you got away from what I told you. And you've not kept them. Return to me and I will return to you. Now that's a little blind in the King James. Well, another way of saying this is give back to me. Return to me what's mine. Give back to me and I'll give back to you. Now you know that's what it means because notice what they said. Wherein shall we return? They didn't say, okay, we'll come back. They said, what, what are we going to give back? What are we going to return to you? And he says, will a man rob God? Yet you've robbed me. And then what they say? When did we rob you? And what did he say? In tithes and offerings. Why are they saying, what are we going to give back to you? And when did we take anything from you? Because they do not believe part of its gods. They have gotten away. From what he revealed through Abraham and Melchizedek. They've gotten away through what was given through Moses. They've just gotten away from it. Like much of the church today. has gotten away from God and his things. And instituted it with what? When you talk about what replaced tithing. People say well we just, we just bring the sacrifice of praise now. They had praise then too. <laughs> well I, I, ju- I just give as I'm led. And that's a wonderful idea. But who is it that's leading you? The Holy Spirit, the same one that said these words in this book. He's going to lead you contrary to what he's already said. Or he's going to lead you to do far less in this new and better covenant than they did in the old covenant. He's going to lead you to support your government much more so than you do the kingdom of God. When people, it's an excuse. People say, well, I'm just led. And then they use that as an excuse to do nothing or next to nothing. It's just, it's not true. It's dishonest. And why would God say they robbed him unless he thinks part of that's his? God thinks part of that is his. 
What do you think? I said, what do you think? Jesus said, give to Caesar what's Caesar's. Give to God's what's God's. What is God's? Don't say all of it because that can't be true. If all of it's God's, then none of it's Caesar's. None of it's yours. You can, we've already been through this. The scripture is very clear. He said it numerous places that the tithe belongs to the Lord. Said out loud, the tithe, the tenth part belongs to the Lord. Leviticus 27.30, you don't have to turn there, just put it up on the screen for us. This is just one of several places that say it like this. Leviticus 27.30, 27.30 says, all the tithe of the land, whether of the seed of the land or the fruit of the tree, is whose? It's the Lord's. It is what? Holy to the Lord. Verse 32. Concerning the tithe of the herd or the flock of whatever passes under the rod, the tenth shall be holy to the Lord. Say it again. The tithe belongs to the Lord. And what did Jesus say? Give to God. What is God's? The tithe is not an offering. Because it wasn't yours. When you're tithing, you're not giving an offering. Because it wasn't yours to give. You don't own the tithe. You're a steward of the tithe. Our stewardship is to return the tithe to him. Can you say amen? Amen. Return the tithe. Now, if you... Anything above the tithe was yours. It's yours. And so because it was yours and you gave it to him, it was a gift from you to him. And he receives it as such. Keep reading this verse because this is sad that some people think it's a negative thing to talk about tithing because this is some of the most wonderful shouting stuff you ever heard. Isn't it? Right here in this passage. He's telling them. Give back to me. And what would happen? I will give back to you. Is there a reciprocity here? You you give to him. He gives to you. You honor him. He honors you. Abraham honored him. And he blessed Abraham. Malachi 3. Are you still there? He said you've robbed me in tithes and offerings. Verse 10. Bring ye all the tithes, verse 10, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat or food or provision in my house. Now later on, unless the Lord leads us differently, we're going to talk about what that means. And we're going to talk about where the tithes should go and how you should handle it. We're going to go into some detail. He said, why bring all the tithes into the storehouse? That there may be meat, food, provision in my house. Does God have any money down here in this earth? Does he? Is all of it his? Obviously not. Now, sure, by right of creation, the whole planet is his. By right of redemption, the whole planet of his. And eventually, in time to come, it's all going to be under his power and control. But right now? It's not. 
all under his control. Now, I know a lot of people don't like that phrase, but it's the truth. There's all kind of people spending all kind of money on drug trafficking, human trafficking, genocide, wars. Is that God's money? Is he doing that with his money? Absolutely not. Well, does God have any money in this earth right now? Yes, he does. And it's the tithe of his people. That's his money. But much of the church world is not tithing. And because of that, there is lack in the things of God. Many churches and ministries and ministers are in sore lack. Just a couple of years ago, Phyllis and I were privy to be in a, a meeting with the pastors and the elders of a certain church. We didn't know them up in just a couple of days before, but I won't go into it. But through a series of things, we wound up sitting there with them. And the pastor, the man and his wife, they were crying, tears. We didn't know. We just walked into this. We didn't know what had happened. They had just had to lay off all their staff. No money. None. And all kind of things that weren't done, weren't supplied. And they had a, a pretty good sized group of people coming there. Now, there's no way that even half of those people are tithing. And this kind of thing going on. And so you got people that, you know, pastors working multiple jobs and are wore out when they take the pulpit and, and inadequately staffed and, and staff not paid decent. And the list goes on and on and on. And I'm not saying that all of your tithe has to go to your local church, but if half the people tithed and half of their tithe went to their local church, there would be abundance of money. You know it's true. I said if half the people attended really tithed and, and just put half of their tithes in the local church, there would be so much money. So much money. Isn't that what he said? Bring all the tithes. Why? That there may be meat, food, provision in my house. And notice what happens if you do that. What happens if you do that? And prove me now herewith. If I will not what? Open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Is this the word of God? Yes. Is it true? Yes. This is not law. This is the prophets. But even if it was the law, the law is good and holy and right. God doesn't change. Isn't that how he started out the passage? I don't change. Is he the same today as he was with Abraham? Yes. What did Abraham do? He honored God. Didn't he honor God? Yes. And then what happened? He couldn't send the money and stuff to God personally in heaven. So he gave it to God's high priest who's representing him. And God doesn't need U.S. dollars in heaven. He doesn't need anything materially, naturally, or substance-wise in heaven. But do his people need things down here in the earth? Do his people need things? Do his ministries, do his churches, 
His outreaches, his missions, his ministers. Do they need things down here? Well, does God have any money down here? Yes, it's the tithe. It's every one of our tithe is his. It's his. And this is not about him getting something from us. This is his way of operating and functioning. And he said, if you do this, I will open the windows of heaven. Now, window is an opening. And just like the rain comes out of the atmospheric heaven and waters the seed and causes the crops to grow and the harvest to be abundant, the same way the blessing, if you will, rain of blessing, comes down on the tither. Come on, can you see this? And because you tithed, it gave God access into your affairs. A opening, a window into your life. How many would like God in your business? How many say you want God all up in your business? Do you? How many would say that? I, I want God in my business. Well, how do you get him? In your business. How do you get him? In your business. This has always been his way. Did God get in Abraham's business? Yes, Yes, he did. Yes, he did. You read the rest of this. If you'll do this, you bring the tithes that there may be food in my house. Prove me now we're here with. He says, if I'll not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. You will run out of room because you are so blessed. Leviticus says you'll have to take out the old store because of the new. You'll have to take the two-year-old car out of your garage because the new one's got to go with it. You'll have to take those last year clothes out because you've got so many new clothes. And we don't just need to find a place to stockpile them. We're givers. We're sowers. Hallelujah. Somebody's going to enjoy driving that two-year-old car. Why? Because we're so blessed. We don't have room to put it all. Didn't this come to pass in Abraham's life just like this? He's a tither. He gave tithes of all to Melchizedek, who's the forerunner of Jesus, our high priest. And Melchizedek blessed him. Because he was authorized to receive his tithes and he was anointed to bless him. And then what do we see? We see that Abraham had so many cows, so much gold, so much silver. The Bible said the land could not contain them. Isn't that exactly what we're reading right here? They did not have room to receive it. And if you say, well, I don't believe in tithing. Well, you don't believe in this. You can't separate them. Keep going. Verse 11, and, kind of reminds me of those advertisements on TV. (laughs) And if you'll begin tithing today, (laughs) not only will you get open windows and blessing and room you don't have to receive, but you will also... Get the devourer rebuked. (laughs) Hallelujah. Pick up your phone. 
Call today. Don't wait. How many of you do not want to miss out on this offer? It's so sad that people get so indignant and so irritated and aggravated about tithing. This is what they're fighting. It's just like people that get so up in arms and fight speaking in tongues. Any tongue talkers in here? Do they have any clue what they're fighting? People that fight prosperity. Why in the world? (laughs) Right? Or fight healing and miracles and faith. I mean, that just shows ignorance, doesn't it? Well, the same thing here. Why would you fight God having access into your material affairs and blessing you until you run out of room? Why would you fight God rebuking the devourer off of you and your stuff? Why would you fight that? These blessings belong to the tither. Say it out loud. Tithing Tithing is honoring God. God. And giving God access. access. Opening Opening. a window window into my life. life. So that he can bless me. And protect me. me. Do you believe that's Bible or not? Is that true or not? Revealed in Abraham. Confirmed in the law and prophets. Confirmed by Jesus himself. Two chapters given to it in the New Testament in Hebrews. Don't say tithing's not for us today. Don't say it's passed away. It's just simply not true. Now you want to see Phyllis, my wife gets stirred up. You'll see it with her acting on this verse right here. She's quick on this one, buddy. I mean, a few weeks ago, something came up. Somebody says it's going to cost thousands of dollars for this to happen. And immediately she jumps up and goes, no, no, the devourer's rebuked. The devourer's rebuked. Because it was something that wasn't very old and it shouldn't, you know, we shouldn't be having to do that. She said, no, no, we're tithers. The devourer is rebuked. And I mean, she just went on for a couple of minutes. The devourer is rebuked. He can't take our money. He can't steal our money. And you know, we didn't do anything. We just put that on hold. And within a couple of days, some things came out, turned around. We didn't have to do it. We didn't have to spend that money. We didn't need to. I have seen that over and over and over again. What's the devourer? It's the destroyer. It's the enemy, the consumer. Things that try to eat up your prosperity and your plenty. See, it's not enough to just make more money and just increase. Uh, You can make twice as much money as you've been making. But if you get hit with stuff and losses, that's three times what you've been having. You're still in the hole. You not only need increase which is what the windows of heaven and the blessings about, but you need protection. I said you need protection. You need your stuff protected from the devourer, and God has access to do it when you tithe. I don't know about you, but I'm going to keep on tithing. I'm, I've made up my mind. I'm, I'm sold on this. He said, I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall your vine cast a fruit before the time in the field, says the Lord of hosts. Now don't just get stuck on the agrarian examples. This applies to you. This talks about you investing into something and then nothing coming of it. 
Well, then that means all your time and money was just devoured. You working on a deal, working on a deal, working on a deal, and then nothing. You wind up being in the hole. That's not being blessed. That's being devoured. And if you're a tither, God said, I'm going to rebuke God. God is going to rebuke the devourer off of you and your stuff. Why? Why didn't he just do it for everybody? He said he does it for tithers. (laughs) Who I like it. And so you won't lose things. Things won't be cut off before their time. Things won't be consumed and destroyed. You will be protected. Verse 12. He said, and all nations will call you blessed. You know, think about it. What if the majority of this country tithed? What if the U.S. of A. was a tithing country? I tell you what, it wouldn't take long for our finances to get straightened out. I tell you that. And we'd be protected. Hallelujah. So whether it's a nation or whether it's a family or a church or an individual, it's all the same. We need to honor God and we need his blessing and we need his protection. And God has given us tithing as the blessing connector, as the protection connector, because faith without works is dead. It can't be just idle talk. See, tithing's a lot like praying. Why do a lot of people not pray? Same reason they don't tithe. One, a lot of folks, they're not that convinced that God's even real or that he even exists. Or if he is, that he'd actually hear the prayer, what good would it do? Read the rest of this. Keep on going. Verse 13. He says, your words have been stout against me, says the Lord. Yet you say, what have we spoken so much against you? Can you tell these folks are clueless? Just about everything he says, they go, what? (laughs) What? What are you talking about? He said, when you going to give my stuff back to me? And they said, what? What? What do you mean? He said, what, what's all these things you've been saying against me? And they said, what? Well, what do we say? Well, just because you play dumb don't mean it's not happening. <laughs> he said, back up to it again, verse 13. He said, you say, what have we spoken so much against you? Verse 14. Because you've said, God said, I heard you when you said it is vain to serve God. And what profit is it that we've kept his ordinance? Now, he originally talked about the ordinances they had forsaken that involved tithing and giving. So he's saying, I heard you when you said, it doesn't do any good to tithe. It don't help anybody to give offerings. It doesn't do any good to go to church, pray, do all that stuff. That's just fools being fooled. He said, those words are stout against me. I don't want any stout words against God. Did you? No. No. I believe it is not vain to serve God. It benefits. Hallelujah. It pays to serve God. It pays to pray. It pays to come to church. You better say amen. You're sitting up in here right now. It pays to come to church. It pays to tithe and give. But most of you just did, right? You better say yes. It it pays. It pays to tithe. It pays to give offerings. It pays to serve God. Hallelujah. I'm not going to speak against him. I'm going to agree with him. 
Hallelujah. You got to be like Phyllis. You got to be ready to spring up and go, no. (laughs) The devourer is rebuked. He can't steal my stuff. Why? I'm a tither. I'm a tither. And we're so glad we can say that about this church. This church is a tithing church. And we're a blessed church. Haven't we been a blessed church? And we're a protected church. Haven't we been protected? It's not because we're so smart and done everything so perfect. It's because God, hallelujah, is watching over us. And there's an opening, hallelujah, where blessing rain is coming through on us. And God himself is rebuking the devourer and destroyer off of us. Sarasota Church is a tithing church. Keith and Phyllis are tithers. Hallelujah. How about you? (laughs) How about you? Stand on your feet, everybody. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, just lift up your hands to the Lord. Lift up your praises to Him. Lift up your thanks to Him. Oh, Lord, we acknowledge you. We praise you. We give you the glory. We give you the adoration. We magnify your name. Oh, Lord, you're my source. You're my plenty. You're my source. You're my God. You're my blesser. You're my provider. You're my protector. And I do acknowledge you. And I do gladly honor you with my substance. Hallelujah. And the first part of all my increase. Close your eyes if you would pray this. If you you don't believe it, then don't pray it. But if you do, say it out loud. Father God, I do honor you. I acknowledge that you give unto me life, breath, all things. Every good and perfect gift comes from you. I acknowledge you are my source. I acknowledge that the tenth part, the tithe, has always been yours. And I purpose to give to God the things that are God's. And I receive open window, blessing on my life, increase and multiplication until I run out of room and I receive protection from the devourer from the destroyer the blessing of the tither is mine in Jesus name I'll lift your hands and give God praise give God glory and thanks and adoration oh hallelujah Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.